shoot. Pull back, step back, three. Bottom! The handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, he's fouled! And one! He's still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! Southern Utah. Oh, Southern Utah is going to do something he's never done. Welcome to another episode of the Stratowack Podcast on this Whack Wednesday. Again, we're talking GCU men's basketball this week, along with we'll talk with the CBU women's basketball head coach in another episode this week as we preview both the CBU women and the GCU men. But first, you saw that we had Ray Harrison on earlier on the Stratowack Podcast talking about coming back to GCU as well as testing the NBA draft waters. I'm going to bring on the next guest, head coach Bryce Drew. You know, you've all been sending me questions regarding talking to him today. I put out a tweet. So, Bryce, I'm going to throw those at you as we get going here. Uh, but welcome to the Straight Out Whack podcast. It's, I feel like the last time we talked was in March when you guys won the WAC tournament. Yeah, it, it seems so long ago, but uh, um, it also seems uh, very recently. But it is great to see you again. And, um, and we are in summer, but. There's no break in college basketball anymore, so so summer's just as busy as uh, during season. And, and we were talking right before we started recording. The Cubs were, were fans of the Chicago Cubs. They're a game and a half out of first place in the NL Central. Uh, it's, it feels like 2016 was forever ago. Like, does that feel like it is for you too? Just don't just say they won it recently. That's all you got to say. They, they they won the one won, won it recently. Um, no, it, it, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, I mean we're already seven years past, which is crazy to think that. It is pretty wild, pretty wild. So, how has the off season been? I know that uh, you know a couple of your starters left. Kobe goes to South Florida. Chances at Texas Tech. Noah just signed a pro contract. I saw. Um, just. How's the summer been? It seems like it's been busy for you. As you say, college basketball doesn't really take a break. No, very, very, very busy. Um, similar. You got free agency, you know, at the, in the pro world, you know, we got the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, very, very common players come and go. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to keep a core and that's why we're thankful. You know, you talked to Ray, you got to see what type of young man he was, why he came back. You know, it, it, it's it's really important. You got a core of guys like Ray, you know, that that know our culture, believe in our culture, and uh, can teach our culture. You know, to the transfers and the new players that come in. How important is it? I don't want to say important. You probably encouraged him to test the draft waters to see because you want guys to make money, right? You want them mm-hmm. to get to the next level because that's the ultimate goal and stuff like that to get to that pro level, the NBA and stuff. What was kind of your encouragement to him in the off season in, in terms of? testing those waters, maybe staying in the drafts if, you know, all went well and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think at the beginning it was really in his mind, you know, to try it. Um, we had talked to some teams and, you know, they, they were willing, you know, to work them out and, 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 and wanted to see them. And so um, we really encouraged them that, that the process can't hurt you. Um, it is tiresome though. And you have to, you have to train to get in shape. So, you know, he took a little period of time and worked hard to get in shape. Um, had a really good workout in Brooklyn, you know, got some good feedback. And and so I, I think all that just helps him grow as a player, grow as a leader, um, grow in his confidence, and then also, you know, really pinpoint what he has to get better at, you know, for this upcoming season. You talked about getting a core back. You get Gabe back. You get Josh Baker back. You get Ray back. Javon, I think a lot of people want to know how close he is to being – 
I, I, I don't want to say, is he back to full contact yet? Because I know that's a big step when it comes to recovering from a severe knee injury that he suffered back in January. Yeah, you know, towards ACL, um, you know, with that one of the first couple of days of January. So um, he's really attacked rehab. He's ahead of schedule. So we're expecting, um, you know, full contact um, in, in October. Um, so he should be more than ready for, for our first scrimmage and then exhibi- ex- exhibition game. And so, you know, obviously, I think our whole fans, um, you know, our whole program, we're excited to get him back out there. Um, you know, it's the time away has really helped him in other ways. He's gotten, you know, physically stronger. You know, I think, you know, he had hurt his ankle. You know, I think his lower body's stronger than it's ever been. And so so I really think there'll be some positives when he comes back. And just the maturity level, fifth-year senior point guard, knows the league. Um, you know, we really look forward to he and Ray uh, playing together. Talk about some of the newcomers. Anybody that's kind of stuck out to you so far? I know you're getting these extra practices because you got an international trip coming up next week. Anybody that's stuck out thus far throughout the summer? Yeah, you know, you know, we, we like a lot of our guys. We think we um, added some really nice pieces to help us. Um, you know, uh, you know, Tyon Grant Foster is a transfer that um, has been been really explosive in practice. Uh, Luke Ware from Oregon's been really good. Uh, Duke Brennan from Arizona State keeps improving, and and then we added uh, Colin Moore, averaged 15 points a game at Georgia State, and so he has a little different dynamic defensively for us and his ability to get to the rim offensively. Do you do you think that the you add Sid Curry from Louisville to 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 Gabe McLaughlin? Is your front court a little bit deeper? I want to say offensively this year than it has been maybe the last two years or so. Nothing against Yvonne or Aiden or anybody else, but like there's been that that I don't want to say struggle. It's an inconsistency. Let's put it that way compared to what you had your first year with Ash. Is there? Do you feel like there's a little bit more offensive firepower there this year? You know, I, I love coaching, um, you know, those guys and we're going to miss them. And um, I hate that we have to play against them. Um, you know, not looking forward to that at all. Um, you know, j- just like everything in the world, you know, your roster changes and, you know, certain things those guys did really well. Um, we're trying to get our guys to do better. And then certain things some of these guys do really well that that, that we really like. And so, um, you, you know, it's a work in progress, I think, for, for any transfer you bring in, for them to adapt to your system and what you want them to do. And so that's the process we're in now, Kyle, is with, with our bigs now, getting them try to get used to our system and what we want them to do. Jason Hooten, you, you, you guys, you, you coached against him last year in, this, in the WAC semifinals. After the game, he said, and, and he said, Yvonne, oh, you, Drago, Drago, excuse me, was one of the best screeners in the country, if not the best. Can you attest to that? And like you, you mentioned, you got to play against because he's at California Baptist now. So, can you attest to his the ability that he created, screening wise for your guards? Yeah, it's really important. You know, I think uh, you know Ray was really good scoring last year. Chance, um, you know, we get we got you know quite a few guards this year. We feel can can really score the basketball. And so, you know, having that 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 big strong body that can set a screen and know how to do it is is very important but makes the defense make some decisions and and really helps the guards and so um you know we're working with uh, our bigs in that this summer and and you know hopefully we're going to see a lot of progress and and hopefully be able to set some good screens for our guards come uh you know come a uh, winter <laughs> setting screens is huge so yeah uh i got a question here from a, a lope fan they want to know if you've who has the the better record in one on one between you and Scott, your brother Scott? 
<laughs> well, he, he was smart. He's my older brother. So once I started to beat him, uh, he stopped playing. So so I took a lot of L's when I was younger. But then as I got older and, and once it shifted a little bit, he went to more two on twos and stuff like that and got rid of the ones. <laughs> I also have to ask, too, since we're talking about you and your brother right now. Is there any chance that we're going to get a GCU Baylor game any time in the near future? Like, has that ever been talked about, or is it, or has Dad said, "No, you guys can't play each other"? Yeah, you know, we've done the private scrimmages. We've done that before. Um, I don't foresee a game. You know, we don't want to meet in the first round of the tournament, though. We both <laughs> obviously in a year you go, it's awesome. You know, we, we'd love to meet. You know, down the road in the tournament if we ever had to meet. But um, it's so much easier, Kyle, just to cheer for each other and support each other and not have the stress of, of having to play against each other. Absolutely. I Yeah, I, I don't know what that would be like to coach against my brother, or, even though I love beating him in the in – the- Even when we're scrimmaging, it's like it, – it's hard because it's like you don't want anything bad happen to your brother's team during the game or, you know, or, or you know you don't want any, any, any repercussions later with teammates or whatever, so <laughs> – even the scrimmage, you know, because our programs are, um, again, I know a lot about his program. He knows a lot about ours. So um, even scrimmages were a little difficult uh, at times. Do you – another question from one of the fans here. They, they're they curious about – they feel like you have a little bit more athleticism in the front court. So they, they're curious if you're going to be a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit more pushing the pace this year in terms of what you want to do offensively. Yeah, you know, I think as you look last year offensively, you know, we were the number one ranked offensive team in our conference. And, you know, efficient-wise in the country, we were NCAA tournament teams, like top 10 pick and roll, top 10 ISOs. And so, you know, we tried to give our guys a lot of freedom to go make plays. And thankfully, we had players like Rayshon and Gabe, you know, that 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 could go score the basketball. Um, you know, I, I think the, the key to any team is having the ability to play fast. And if you have to play a slower pace, do that. And so we obviously, you know, want to run whenever we can, score as many points when we can. Unfortunately, there's just some games that the other team is going to do really good transition defense. They're going to get back. They're going to make you play five on five, going to make you pass the ball. And um, and you're going to have to work to get a good shot. And so, you know, we need to be able to be good at both of those, especially in our conference, because you see so many different styles, teams that speed you up, teams that are just, you know, really solid, you know, in, in a gap defense. And so, you know, our key is score as quick as we can, but if not, make sure we get the best shot as possible. How challenging is it for you and your staff to to prepare for the different styles in the WAC? I mean, you, you could play a, a CBU where it might be an up-tempo game, maybe a little bit more finesse in a sense, and then you'll go play a Tarleton or a Stephen F. Austin, and it's like they're all up in you, in your grill, body-wise. Like how challenging is that for you and your staff to kind of prepare for that? Yeah, you, you know, um, I, I think it's, you know, definitely for the players, um, especially on quick turnarounds. Let's say you play a team that doesn't really let you pass the ball on Thursday, and then you play a team on, you know, Saturday, I'm saying on Wednesday, and then on Saturday you play a team that, you know, really is going to make you work the ball and, 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 and pass it around to get a good shot. And so, you know, I think for the players it does take a little time, and we have seen that, you know, the start of that next game. Um, we're kind of in the mode that, hey, if we can break them down one pass, we can get a shot and, and, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> and so you have to work, you have to work the ball a little bit more. And so, um, so that's something, you know, that, that, that we try to be prepared and prepare early. So when you get to those moments, hopefully the guys are, are prepared for both scenarios. Let's go back to the, to the WAC tournament. 
we talked we I asked you about it in the post game after you guys won the championship game. Have you like it didn't surprise you that you guys shot the ball that well. Did it surprise you at how easily it seemed to go in the hoop that that week because you guys I I, I think it was like 65% from three point range in four games and it seemed like every game it was somebody else that stepped up. I think it was Ray, then it was Gabe, then it was Kobe and Chance going off, and then it was Ray again. Like, that's what you built that team for, right? Yeah, you know, definitely thankful uh, how everything came together, you know, in those four days. In the summer, we we shot the ball extremely well. And then, you know, you know, I remember talking to everyone in our program, around our program that had watched, like season started and was like we just kept missing shots. <laughs> That, 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 that we shot that, you know, we recruited players that shot the ball well in the history and they shot it awesome all in the preseason and the summer. And then it was like, we just didn't shoot it at the, the, the level we thought that we were capable. Um, I think as the season went on and guys got more comfortable in their roles, we saw them start to make shots more. But um, as you know, um, when, 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 when you are making threes, um, man, the confidence builds. And as soon as one person makes them, it builds to the next, builds to the next. And it was fun to see that in those four days. Yeah, I think I had a few coaches text me after games be like, when have they when has so and so ever made six threes in a game or where did this guy come from or like it was just I don't I don't, it, like it's not surprising to you as a coach but to everybody else kind of what you were saying like we hadn't seen that shooting ability even though a lot of us knew it was there we hadn't seen it all season so to see it live and lead to what you guys did in March that was that's pretty impressive. So I want to ask you, schedule-wise, you excited about your challenges that you face this year? Get a lot of games in Phoenix. Um, you get at Liberty in the CUSA WAC Challenge. Like, it's a, it's, and you don't have. I believe you don't have any non D ones. The only one you have is that exhibition game, but you, you got rid of the non D ones. So you have to be happy about that. Yeah, I mean, we're still finalizing our schedule, but right now, you know, it's already on paper the hardest schedule um, non-conference in the history here and overall in the history here. And so, you know, really good teams. You know, we start out with an NCAA tournament team at home. Um, obviously, we have San Diego State national runner-up, um, you know, on the schedule this year. Um, we're in a great MTE, but we'll start with San Francisco. And then the other bracket's going to be South Carolina and DePaul. And so, you know, it goes on. We have Portland. We have Louisiana Tech. Um, just a lot of really good teams, you know, on, on our schedule right now. Do you like that you get Sam Houston in the – in the Wax USA Challenge, or is it kind of like I don't want to see those guys again? Give me somebody. Good. <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, obviously uh, Hooten's gone, but um, you know, the the staff is tremendous there, and and you know they're they're going to be really good, and uh, they always play physical defense. Um, you know, talented players. So, uh, you know, any, any team you get is probably going to be good in that draw. Um, you know, we are kind of familiar with them, but you always hate you know playing someone you played the year before. You always like to play someone fresh. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll try to prepare and be ready the best we can. Bryce, what, what's it like, the fact that you've you just taken GCU, who hadn't been in the NC tournament before you got there, you've taken to them twice in the last three years. You're probably going to be the favorite, um, you know, heading into 2023, 24 with everybody that's returning, plus the additions that you have, to have maybe that, that target on the back like do you do you do you embrace it do your players embrace it do you guys like that or would you kind of like rather be what you were last year in a sense of kind of waiting in the weeds and then finally just 
booming, taking it off in four days, three days, whatever in Las Vegas to get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, I, I think something this team did really well last year is they really, um, um, you know, stayed together. They kept everything inside, whether, you know, we were picked to win the league um, from some polls at the beginning. Um, and they, they never really strayed from their confidence. And so, you know, um, wherever we're picked, I, I, I don't think it's going to phase these guys. Um, they know what their goals are and, and they know, you know, picks don't matter. It's what, what, what matters is the end of the year. And, and so, uh, they're determined, they're focused, our returners, our new guys are coming here, you know, very focused, have great years. And so, um, I guess our process more just worrying about ourselves and, and trying to be the best that we can, especially come March, you know, that's when you want to play your best basketball. So as we go through the season, um, every season has, you know, um, you know, times of growth and, and times of development. And hopefully, you know, we're through all that and playing our best basketball um, in conference and, and in the tournament. Do you like that you get a couple of conference games in early, like the first week of December? Or is it like, I, I don't really want to be in conference play then because I'm my team or I'm coaching a little bit different at that point than I am when it comes to conference play fully starting in January. You know, I've done it both ways in my past and um, as a coach. Um, I always prefer to, to start conference and stay with conference um, once you start it, kind of get in co co conference mode. But it's hard. I know with 20 teams now, I'm sorry, 20 games, it's a lot different than in the past when sometimes you played 16 or 18. And so 20 makes it more difficult. Um, but uh, hey, I think when a conference came, game comes, it doesn't matter when, uh, both teams are going to know it and both are going to play with just that little more energy because they know what's at stake. Is Let's talk about the Bahamas trip. What are you kind of expecting there? Do you have – people are already asking who your starters are. I don't think you might know. Maybe you do know, but uh, what's, what's kind of the expectation there in this international trip that you take next week? Yeah, you know, from a basketball perspective, you know, we want guys to play. Uh, we want to be able to coach guys in a game and get a feel for them and how they act, you know, during because games are different than, than practices. I think they're tired of uh, playing against each other. And so it'll be nice from that perspective. Um, you know, we'll start different lineups. So it, it won't just be, you know, a starting lineup, but we're going to start different lineups, even at a halftime. We'll start different groups and see different combinations. And, and the goal is to get everyone to play and and get a feel and then um you know kind of get their feet wet before we come back in september and really get going okay you're going it's late night after practice maybe early morning i've asked every coach this so i'm gonna ask you this as well your your snack of choice when you stop at the gas station or stop you know to get a drink or whatever maybe you're on the recruiting trail and you just need something uh i don't know if you remember we are marshall the one coach is on the recruiting trip and he stops and gas and gets his peanuts you know so what what's your you know food of choice or snack of choice when you stop you know late at night after after game or after practice or whatnot yeah i'm a big uh chocolate guy so i like chocolate so uh so sometimes uh chocolate uh chip cookies um they can do the job um a chocolate shake uh could do the job um something with chocolate so so i usually go that route <laughs> Do you have a specific candy bar that you that you? Uh, you know, the easiest at gas stations is Snickers. It's awful, but um, I think a strength coach a long time time ago said, "Hey, it's the closest thing to a protein bar." <laughs> so oh, I like it. I like it. It, it was probably not true, but at least I feel like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's what I get when I go umpire softball is the Snickers. <laughs> it's the peanut butter Snickers. So I get you know the peanuts, peanut butter. All, you know, yeah. So 
There you go. Great choice. Great choice. What are you kind of looking forward to as you get ready for this 2023-24 season, you know, when you when it gets started here? Yeah, you, you know, I, I think uh, blending our guys, I think that's the, the challenge, especially in this uh, day in college basketball, is how quick can you blend everybody together and get them on the same page and really get that chemistry. Um, and so I, I think, you know, we've seen great signs of that this summer. Um, we're not there yet. Um, but I think that's our challenge as we get back in September. You know, how quick can we get to that point where we feel like, okay, we kind of have an idea of our rotations. Uh, these guys play well together. Um, the team's really coming together, um, understanding what we want, understanding how we do things. And, um, and that, that, that's one of the, the fun parts of coaching. It's a challenge, but it's also fun when you see it all come together. You've seen the conference realignment stuff. Does that ever play a part in how you recruit, how you go about putting your team together? Or is it one of those things where, okay, that stuff's out of my control. I just have to focus on what we're doing here at GCU, you know, basketball-wise. Yes, you, you know, obviously our first concern is us, but but it is just as a college fan, a sports fan, just just wild to see, you know, different <laughs> the different things happening and, and all the travel that's going to have to take place. And um, I know this happened a few years ago um, and you just get you get, you know, kind of trying to figure out, OK, they're in this league now and then how the schedule it, it, it's going to be wacky for a couple of years until everything kind of settles, I think. Did you think that you'd ever hear Stanford and Cal being talked about to join the Atlantic Coast Conference? Never, ne ne never would have thought that. There, there was, I, I probably would have had, you know, three or four leagues ahead of that um, yeah. one before it ever get down to the, the ACC, just with the travel that's involved. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy world that we live in. I, I got a, I got another question. I asked Ray this too. You guys practice the shot that sent. Valpo to the NCAA tournament back in your playing days? I, I'd, be, I'd be curious. What, what did Ray say? He he said, yeah, we, we've practiced a little bit. We, oh. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. You, you know what? I, I don't think Ray has seen the play because we, we do have, like, home run plays, but it's not the same. So <laughs> uh, okay. okay. That All just right. shows how old it is. He's probably never seen it. He just thinks, okay, last second play, that was the one. <laughs> I don't, was, was he even born at that time? No, no, he, I don't think he's even born. So, yeah, so that seems like uh, forever ago, but it's still like one of those videos that pops up on YouTube from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. But speaking of that shot, uh, we got another question here that um, outside of the shot, what was your best memory from your playing days? Uh, best memory days, probably, uh, you know, going to Sweet 16. Um, um, you know, we were kind of a Cinderella story and, um, Really cool story. We got back to campus and we were going to the Sweet 16 and literally our bus couldn't even pull up to our to our um, arena because there were just students and people from the city um, just all outside. Um, and so it, it was a pretty crazy moment. And uh, it was just really cool, you know, that that whole week getting ready for the Sweet 16. When, when you, like after you win the WAC tournament, do you ever talk about how going to the NCAA tournament just builds and builds and builds that fan base since you've experienced, especially going to sweet 16, like do you ever bring that up to your guys when you're talking about prepping for that game in the NCAA tournament? Yeah. You know, uh, instead of fans, um, you know, um, you know, we, we always want to, you know, play as well as we can because we got the best fans in the country and they are awesome through thick and thin. They travel with us. Um, we, we, they've helped us win a lot of games. <laughs> Uh, over my last three years here, 
Um, and so I, I think, you know, some of that talk was focused on, you know, on us, um, what we have to do to be able to come back next year and be better, um, you know, during the regular season, during the conference season. Um, and, and hopefully that experience in the NCAA tournament helps us. Um, you know, um, our, our players are fabulous with our fans. And, and again, they want to win for them every night. And when they don't, they feel awful. We feel awful um, like we let them down. So um, we just want to keep improving and try to give them the best, uh, the best product uh, that, that they can have to cheer for. What was it like coaching against Drew Timmy? I just have to ask this. Like, uh, you know, you watch that guy play, and what was it like coaching against him? Uh, you know, he's so uh, crafty, uh, has really good footwork. Um, you know, you can guard him great for 10 minutes, but then if you let your guard down for, you know, half a second, he makes you pay and he scores, you know, quick points. And so uh, he was a tough matchup. You know, I thought Ivan did a great job for the majority of that game on him. One last question here. Are the Cubs going to win the NL Central like we talked about? Uh, as you can see, I have – well, you can't see it because my camera is a little bit more focused. But I got my Cubs stuff up. So wonder yeah, how well, if, if, if they drop it all, we're going to be pitching your name to call you up to hit a couple uh, home runs for them. Uh, <laughs> so so I know people know we were talking you're an avid softball player. So, uh, so but in our next show, I need to see a video of you knocking one over the fence, all right? So – we we, we got we gotta we gotta line that up. I don't know that I have the power anymore. Uh maybe if I use the senior bat now that I'm forty one, I might be able to do it. But uh I'll I'll take a couple couple videos of my swings tonight. Hopefully I, I, I get something that impresses people. I would love that. That would be awesome. That'd be a good old way man. to close the show. Put that put that on. Yeah. Old man slow pitch softball. A good time. GCU head coach Bryce Drew, defending whack tournament champions, went to the NCAA tournament. Lost in the first round to Gonzaga, but get a lot of the pieces back, especially a point guard who missed the entire second half of the season. Bryce, thanks for being on the Straight Out of Whack podcast. Thanks, Kyle. It's great talking to you, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Whack Hoops news and information.